Yo, before we get into this podcast, I want to ask for a huge favor from you. And that is if you have or you are getting value from this podcast, if you were to leave us a review or subscribe, it would mean the world. And quite frankly, selfishly, it's because I want to, we want to continue sharing these conversations, this medicine with the world. And when you leave a review, when you subscribe, it's a vote. And we would love to have your vote. Nonetheless, thank you so much and enjoy. And even, you know, what, what's, you know, what's happening with COVID right now, like I, I see it clear as day that this is just an awakening on so many levels. Lamont, cyber yoga, awesomeness. My dude, what's happening? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me on, Wolf. I appreciate it, man. It's an honor to be here. Hey, man. It's uh, wherever here is. Where are you reporting from, actually? Wherever here is. From Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, Raised in California. Born Born in Echo, Ohio. But here where I reside for now. I don't know what's happening, but I may be relocating but um los angeles is my home for now heard that welcome i'm reporting in from orlando whatever that is good for but uh, <laughs> jacksonville two and a half hours north is where i came from haven't really been much outside of that but you know keeping it fresh what is uh what's your intention for this conversation today, my friend my intention is to just be authentic and genuine hmm. awesome yeah man so backstory, you and I met actually kind of like a, a quick slip of fate. It's kind of interesting. I was, I don't know if you know this, I think you do though, but I, at the time prior to meeting you, I had been getting into my, my handstand journey for a little bit at the time. And I've been started working on one arm handstands and Sabrina Atkins, a mutual friend, also Christopher Pace, a mutual friend as mm-hmm. well. Uh, I get a text from her saying, yo, come over to my house. Uh, I'm having some, some people over and you're gonna, you're gonna love them. I just know you're going to connect with them. I was just like, okay. And like, I love surprises, Yeah. but, uh, <laughs> I showed up at her house, you and Christopher Pace, I met for the first time and you were straight up crushing it on some one arm handstands. And it was like, <laughs> by the grace of God, universe source, you just like showed up. I was like, Oh heck yeah. Someone who's going to teach me some about some, some hand balancing stuff. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, man, it was it, it was it was great. It was a pleasure to meet you. Uh we had an amazing exchange. But after that, I remember after our session, we got into a deep conversation and you were like really present with the conversation. I remember you were like intrigued. It was like, yeah, the, the hand balancing was great, but it was more of like there was something else that we connected on. It was like that conversation, it was really deep. And I know like I'm in like I'm an intellectual, so I'm very like into the the deep dive conversations. And this is when we connected deeply, it was on that. And since then, you know, we've always kind of like stayed in touch, man. And hmm. here we are now. 
That's a good point. Actually, I, I do remember that conversation distinctly because you, myself and Sabrina were, were diving into the concepts of like energetics and how it pertained to like the government at the time and things like that. And even now, like, you know, I follow some of your work, but like every time I felt like I ever like popped into California briefly, I would always like run into, even if it's just like for a moment, we'd always had have, have yeah. some good exchange of words. So it was just yeah. natural that this conversation was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible because I was on that mindset even before my ayahuasca ceremony. Like I was already on that path and, you know, you know, by, by reading and like research and, you know, getting uh, knowledge from my mentors and my, my guides, but yeah, I was already on that back then. And, and since then it's just been like even more incredible, even more like clarity, more understanding about myself and what's happening. So yeah, man. Hmm. <laughs> so before we hop into present day, which I know you're kind of, you just pointed out a little bit there. I'm actually curious, where did, where did your journey begin in regards to like doing, you know, the, the deep dive into like the realm of consciousness and your own consciousness and, and, you know, however you relate to it, whether you refer to it as metaphysics, but diving into that pool of uh, the taboo, if you will, where did that journey begin for you? Excellent conversation. Uh, I would say uh, even like before me, uh, before the creation of cyber yoga, I was kind of like, I've had these sense of knowings. Um, but, but it wasn't until maybe about 15 years ago, I was doing a show in Vegas with a couple friends and I ran into somebody that kind of like at, I mean, um, at the time I will say that he was my guru and still is, but he's the one that kind of, in a sense, like unplugged my mindset from the matrix. And it was, we had a conversation where I was so deep that it was, it was a new like conversation for me in, in a way I've never felt before. And so this, this person uh, put me on the path of like enlightenment and like spirituality and like deep dive uh, discovery about myself and like what else is there so i would say in a sense i was living like a matrix mindset reality i was you know into partying and girls and i mean nothing wrong with that but i was not conscious at all i mean i was i was like prematurely semi-conscious about some things but this person is the one that kind of le like led me on the path of like this and so he's the one that kind of like got my mind thinking more intricately thinking about pyramids thinking about past lives thinking about nature and love and like compassion so all those things and so through that uh that mindset and the law of attraction led me even deeper into other gurus that i would study or just you know information that will come come across to me i would study it i was fascinated by it and, and i would just like completely just like deep dive into everything that I was just like into and it was you know it was about exopolitics it was about government and pyramids uh underground you know just everything like all the the other things that nobody talks about that I mean that was my jam and I was just really into it uh but I had a I had a re really deep uh connection with this um information as if I have like experienced it before but I really couldn't pinpoint it because I was living in this 3D reality. So one thing is to like read about something, to hear about it, and another is to experience it. And 
I experienced all of this through ceremony. But anyway, uh, this is the guy that kind of like led me on his path. One thing led to another. It snowballed me into just reading more books, getting more information, more knowledge, law of attraction. I'm meeting more people into the same thing, same subjects. I'm going to seminars. And I did that for a while. And then I kind of got like overwhelmed with it because it was like too much information too fast. Hmm. And so I kind of took a break from that. But I've always still kind of like reading about it, absorbing it and getting back to like normal life. But it's the best thing that's ever happened to me because now I'm fully aware and fully awake of what's like what's happening. And if I wasn't awakened, I'd probably be in a really weird place right now. I'd probably be like freaking out right now because <laughs> there's another reality that's being presented that people are like, what's going on? And um, if you've, you know, done the research before, you know, like they've been sending stuff for a long time and now it's here. So hope that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the original question was in all of that, I'm sure I got answered. <laughs> okay. So you you were exposed at at some point by your your guru as you mentioned and this allowed you to kind of go down a path of diving into various fields and books and seminars and you're really taken from the garden hose you mentioned at some point you're just like whoa like there's a shit ton but in in that journey you created a i would imagine like a stronger sense of identity so my i guess my question is is in that do you think that prior to having you know, done a lot of that work with, with your guru that maybe there wasn't as strong as a sense of identity as now. And what were some of the indicators that, Oh, you know, before working with my guru, I really was this way, but it was, you know, afterwards, this is what started to unravel for me. Uh, great question. I would say I had a, I've always questioned a lot of things about reality. Mm -hmm. But, you know, my influences and my circles, I was not around a lot of conscious people. Uh, my parents, the family was not conscious. So, so when you're like constantly like bombarded and like surrounded by that, you're not going to dive deep into those matters. But I did have a sense of knowing about very like simple things. Like, you know, when I was a kid, I was really into reading books about uh, the planets and galaxies and UFOs. I was just like fascinated with UFOs about aliens and greys and like, I was like fascinated with this information and I didn't understand why I was so fascinated with stars and planets. Um, but it was always there. It was always there. And, and I feel that my soul remembers a part of one of my many lifetimes that um, I've experienced one of these, these cycles. Like, I remember one of those times. I remember that. So it's 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 that. It's like I hope I'm not going too uh, too off because I, I like I like tend to do that. So if I'm going way off topic, just just tell me. Um, but yeah, it was always there, but. It wasn't as, it wasn't as obvious until this person unplugged me, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. I will, you know, you know, I was like, 
I was really drawn to like Egyptian culture as well. I was really drawn to like pyramids and pharaohs and I didn't understand why I was so like drawn towards it. Um, but there was something there. There was just something like, there was something that my body was like attracted or like I remember or I, I just really resonated with certain things. And it's always been there when everybody else to say, oh yeah, it's just, there's no such thing as aliens or whatever. And I, yeah, it's like, I just knew and felt there was other things that were not being told. Mm-hmm. How can be living on a planet um, and there's other like solar systems, but they're saying that there's no such thing as aliens or like other signs of life. And I'm like, how is that possible? How is there no other forms of life? Like think about how many species are in a patch of grass. Think about how many species are in the ocean, underneath the ocean. <laughs> think about, think about all that vastness and, 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 you know, then they're trying to downplay and say that there's no life on other planets. Like, that's insane. So even then, I knew that there was a lot of, like, programming being installed into the masses. Uh, into the masses. So that's all you can say. Hmm. Okay, so I will be the first to admit I'm not super deep into the the knowledge arenas of you know, ancient Egypt and, and those types of things. So I welcome you to, to take me down that rabbit hole a little bit. And, you know, what are some of the things that have been illuminated to you that have in some way or another connected your awareness or continue to expand your awareness in regards to that well, I would, line? Um, I would say uh, I'll just bring it uh, fast forwarded up into my last ayahuasca ceremony um, mm-hmm. that it was revealed to me that I've had multiple lifetimes and I've had uh, a sense of like a great lineage of power and of, um, I was a very powerful person and in every lifetime I've experienced. And through ceremony, she showed me that in this reality, in this this time, Lamont Good, um, I suffer from a lot of anger and a lot of pain and a lot of trauma from uh, family, uh, you know, just growing up. And so I've held into a lot of pain. And so what I understood through ceremony that I had this same cycle through every lifetime I've experienced. And she was showing me that it's a lesson that I had to learn about letting go. And one of them was my resentment with God because I felt like, I felt God was like punishing me for something. And this, this was through every single life I've experienced. And um, in this one, he showed me that it's time for me to let go, to move forward and to evolve. And um, I don't have to keep fighting anymore. And one of my lifetimes I experienced, I was like a, a Native American chief. And again, like I have a, a huge um, attraction towards Native American culture. And through through ceremony, I understood that in, in, in like one of my lifetimes, I was this person and I suffered a great trauma from my people and my, my, my family. And I've experienced a lot of trauma and um, I never let go of that trauma. And so um, I showed me many things what I had to learn how to let go of. And, and that was just one of the many lifetimes I've experienced. So this experience right now was so, it was so profound that there's no way that, like I was already on, I was on this path. 
um, I was always on this path, but I needed the confirmation and the confirmation was through Raya because I had a feeling and knowing deep down inside, I knew there was something else more than just this reality. I know there's more than just paying bills and going to college and learning how to do handstands and social media. I knew there was something else. I like, I knew it in my soul and the soul remembers everything. It's like, it's like a, it's like a, a infinite hard drive of information. Like there's so much knowledge in your soul and, and, you know, what are you going to call it? God, the, the creator, the grand architect. Once you're like incarnated into this reality, you're like reset, memory erased. So you can like, you know, go through your cycle, learn the lessons and then pre to uh, evolve. But through Aya, or if you're like open, you're able to receive uh, information from the past. And I received vast amounts of information. It's so vast. It's so vast and so profound um, that I would say that living in this 3D reality is limiting. It's limiting of what is available. The knowledge is so infinite, so vast. It's all I can say. And this is just me. And everybody has their own, their own story, their own path, their own purpose. And this, this is me. And then what I understood too is that I am you, you're me, where everything and nothing at the same time. Um, again, I'm sorry. I, I hope I'm not going off too much, but I'm so inspired by this this uh, this journey, uh, this information, because I feel like if everybody was to experience this this medicine, because it's a medicine, that the mm -hmm. world would be a different place. Come a hundred percent. I do have a question inside that, sorry. which is. So I personally haven't done ayahuasca at this point in my life. However, I have heard about the, the mother ayahuasca and how she has this really beautiful tendency of being able to remove the veil, as you very eloquently pointed out, that you begin to see past, uh, you know, what I've come to in my, I mentioned actually right before I got on the call that I'm currently going through my yoga teacher certification. And coincidentally, right in the beginning of the one of the uh, prescribed readings is the Bhagavad Gita, and I am conjunctively personally reading or just finished reading a book called breaking the habit of being yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. <clears throat> and interestingly enough, yeah. funny how this works at the end of Joe Dispenza's book, I'm reading the final verse of it. Uh, it talks about the importance of realizing that we are far more than what our five senses can perceive and that we think that we are, you know, just this meat corpse thing with you know, I have fingers and I move them and all this, you know, very tangible physical reality things. But it, at the same time, he says that, you know, it seems like the, the purpose in life is to realize and to express the divinity that is within us. And right as I read that in the beginning, first like two pages of Bhagavad Gita says that our another version flavor was, you know, our purpose really is to recognize and see beyond the veil that is the five senses and to tap into the infinite source so into God and to realize we are of that creation. And it seems like Absolutely. your experience with, uh, with these, uh, with this particular medicine is removing the veil and revealing that. And I guess my question inside of that is how does one take what I can imagine is just this massive plate of information. How does one take that information and integrate it into a practical 
way into their life and that, you know, they don't, it doesn't just become one of those things where you take it. It's like, all right, cool. That was cool information, but how do you actually take it and integrate it into your life? Well, here's the, and, and this is an excellent question. Um, I would say that mother Aya is highly intelligent, uh, super conscious. So it's more about you take what you've learned through your ceremony experience and you apply it to your present. And she's showing you things that you have not really addressed or worked on are things that you have not let go on. And so when the opportunity presents itself, you know when to take action. You see everything in full clarity. Like it's it's insane. I can see, I can see things like a mile away. I can see when somebody is not on the right path or the right frequency. And I understand that I can't judge them, that they're on their own journey and their own path. And um, I have to accept it. But, you know, before I was not conscious about whether I wanted to engage with these individuals or not. I was like more like, oh yeah, you know, let's just hang out. But I'm very, I'm more focused on my circles a lot more deeply now, um, who I have in my circle, who I, who I align myself with, who I even talk to. Um, I'm consciously aware of all of those things now. And even, you know, what, what's, you know, what's happening with COVID right now. Like I, I see it clear as day that this is just an awakening on so many levels. Um, yeah. Um, it's, um, I also wanted to add to about the five senses, like what I've experienced through ceremony is that <clears throat> there was a sense of, another sense that I can't even describe in words, in human words, of knowing certain things. It's like, when I was getting these downloads, um, I would say downloads from, I would say architects that gave me the inspiration for cyber yoga, and that's another subject, um, but I was getting downloads and I understood through a certain language. And, and it was like, not through sight or sound or taste, but another sense of awareness that I can't even describe, but it was like a knowing. And as I said it before, coming back to this reality is so limited compared to the knowledge and information that's granted to you when you're under, when you're on medicine, like you're knowing, you're knowing and your perceptions, it's, it's on a level that I can't even describe. Um, yeah. So I, I just wanted to share that. Um, Sorry if I'm going on again. I'm just so pumped. I get so, oh man. Pumped. And this was like three weeks ago, bro. And this is not even talking about San Pedro, which is the father of medicine, Pachuma. Um, I did Aya and then San Pedro. And San Pedro is uh, the father of medicine. Uh, ayahuasca is a mother. And what it does is that San Pedro opens up your heart chakra. And you take that during the day and it allows you to, you're focused more on like um, being grounded in this reality, but you see deeper past things. Like you just see and just know and feel the plants and nature, how everything is super intelligent, how, how you can actually connect with, with nature a lot more on a deeper level with your mind, body, and spirit. Um, yeah. So just want to, that no, it's good. Sorry. I'm, I'm making notes because otherwise I'm going to forget things. Uh, it's like literally right there. Like, all right, let me make sure I come back to that. Cause I want to dive deeper into that. So I actually do want to dive deeper into the Wachuma piece. However, before I go there, I want to ask you something regarding ayahuasca. So 
you've had a number of lessons, I'd imagine. What is one thing in particular that when you, you know, kind of you know, came back to, so to speak, and you, you started to bring the lessons, what is one thing that you have taken and now you're actively integrating from that experience? Excellent question. And I'm getting goosebumps as you asked me this. Um, so I'll add two things. The first one, the most first, the, the, the first thing I got, honestly, and it sounds so cliche, but love is the answer to everything. Love is the highest vibration of love. And even, even through the darkness and things that you see that's happening in the world, still you got to understand that love is the highest vibration. It's the highest truth everything like love like unconditional love and it's is is and as i keep on saying it's like it sounds so cliche oh you're with the love everybody one thing bro is to hear about it and feel it another thing is to go to the other side and experience it and see it through everything and everybody and what i understood right now um is that everybody has so much pain living in this reality there's a lot of pain there's a lot of pain that everybody's going through. And there's more pain now, more now than ever because of COVID. But we need to focus in, on love. Love. You know, you can't fight, you know, it's like you can't fight fire with fire. Like you have to just put it out with love. And I don't know how you do that, but I, I understood the ceremony that love mm. is everything. It's interesting. So you that came to you in an MDMA, or I'm sorry, not MDMA, ayahuasca. I actually uh, went to a music festival called Okeechobee here in Florida, right before shit started to really hit the fan, and just that fan was just spinning shit everywhere. And and that was uh, uh, somewhere in March, early March. I went there, and on the last day of the festival, I uh, found myself. Uh, taking a, a small amount of MDMA and I hadn't taken MDMA in a really long time, just hadn't, but uh, I took a small amount and we proceeded to go to uh, whoever was playing at the time it was actually Son Holo. Love him. Great musician. Absolutely great. He's fantastic. But uh, I remember distinctly being there with all of my people and we were kind of like grouped up, tribed out. It was probably like 10 to 12 of us just like dancing, having a really great time. The music was brilliant and i remember at one point this he's playing this song and the song gets to gets to the drop and i remember just being so elated so full of life i just belted out like yes like i was just so happy and i remember in that moment i had this like weird knowing of information pop in my brain as i kind of looked around at my people and i individually went up to each of them and ran up to them and just gave them a massive hug and just thanked them. Just, just like so grateful to have had that experience with them. And what hit me as it was kind of like coming full circle is that, wow, like love is the answer. It's exactly what you were saying. And it is cliche and it is like very like almost like hippie to hear that. You know, if you're really not in the conversation, like, oh, fucking hippies, you're taking, you know, drugs and you and, you know, fucking losing your yeah. minds, like, you know, you're very disconnected from reality. But I think that if reality, as the book points out that I was reading, is that if we think reality is based off of our five senses, we got another thing coming because there is more than what our five senses can yeah. even begin to perceive. But there is this prevailing message that keeps saying love, 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 and not, you know, because it's convenient, but unconditionally. And to remove that veil of, 
uh, the, you know, the pain, I think, you know, I think in a way like a pain really shows us, uh, it's, it illuminates. I think that we need pain in order to really understand true experience of love. Like you've had to have gone to that extreme, but don't necessarily want to live there. Don't want to, don't, don't want to, you know, set up a, set yeah. up a tent and, you know, spend a couple of weeks in that, in that forest, or at least not, you know, for the rest of your life that is, but love it, it does, it, there is this weird pervasive energy that is, is love. I, I honestly, lately I've been saying like love is my religion because I think that God is love. The universe is love and it wants us to be that love and anything that's not that, it just feels like this icky, sticky, viscous material. Absolutely. And it's more of like, um, I feel like uh, our default before we're incarnated into this reality we come from this hub or this cloud of which is that, which is love, which is God's source. And then we come to this reality to learn. But bro, at the end of the day, it's, you gotta show love to get love, man. And it's like, it's, it's, it's there, man. Like I used to always laugh, like, oh yeah, you guys are, oh yeah, love hippie. And then bro, like one thing to hear about it, like I said, and when I experience it, and, and it's almost like every time I go through my experience, it's always like, she's showing me, Hey Lamont, you need to focus on love, focus on love, focus on love, focus on love. Don't focus on anger. Let go of the pain, let go of the rage, let go of the hurt, you know, because I suffered a lot through my childhood, you know, a lot of racism, uh, abusive uh, father, uh, you know, friends that are gangsters. So like, I was not surrounded around a lot of love at all. And so, and so again, like, I felt like I had this, this lineage of greatness, but at the same time, I had a curse of anger and uh, depression and rage. And, you know, I has been calm. She's like, hey, like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And I finally took the plunge. And I'm so glad I did because now I, I understood that I was holding on to a lot of rage for many lifetimes. And I was hurting myself. Like, I was not, um, I was not serving myself. I was only hurting myself by holding on to all this rage, you know, holding into this, this hot potato forever. And it's like, why, why are you holding to it? Just like all of you, you don't have to do that. And so through Aya, through God source, you know, it showed me that, you know, love, let go of all that. You don't have to hold on to it. But in a sense, you, you, you can get addicted to pain in some weird, strange way. Like you can get addicted to the, you know, the rage, you know, the, the rage and the anger. And um, what I want to say is like one of the reasons why I've created Sam Yoga because I had to vent my pain through something and I had to find my salvation through through something that was going to benefit me and to inspire other people all across the globe. And my training and my practice has always been there. So I put my heart and soul and energy, everything into it because that's all I had. I had nothing else. You know, I, I didn't have a father to go to. I didn't have, you know, anybody conscious that was going to help me, but my practice was always there for me. And that was my love. Like, it was always there for me. And it's only took me to amazing places, you know, it brought me on the world, made amazing, like, individuals like yourself and, like, people from all across the globe. So I truly feel that uh, through darkness always comes light. Um, so you have to, you know, go through your, go through your, go through your stuff, but no matter what, like you have to focus on the, the love and the peace and find a way to vent it. And thank God, God gave me a focus. He was like, hey, this you have to focus on. You have to listen to your higher self, your highest truth, your highest uh, technology will always 
puts you in the right direction if you're open to receive it. Yeah. How do you allow yourself to, so you're, what you're pointing at, or at least what I'm imagining is that it's this idea of love, this experience of love, really, this is, this is the, the highest vibration to be and, and to be able to release ourselves from the chains of our past that are connected to our traumas, albeit, you know, uh, you know, whether it's family related trauma, if it's, you know, some, you know, something, you know, some kind of sexual abuse or, you know, something, something happened, right? We have some kind of anchor. We have a memory and memories are connected to an emotion, which are anchored in the past. Something I've really been playing with lately, uh, actually based off of the concept of the untethered soul by Michael Singer, that we have all of these strings that Mm -hmm. have resistance that are in essence, keeping us uh, anchored in the past, right? Like if you have a boat and you put an anchor down, like you can try to drive away and have the intention of, you know, going across the Caribbean. But if you had a bunch of anchors laid down, you're not going anywhere to remove those, to break those chains or to, you know, set yourself free. That's what it takes to, to begin moving towards this higher vibrational you know, love. You, you can't have love if what's anchoring you is fear. You have to be, you have to, you know, really be with that, that anchor. You have to lift it up. You have to do the dirty work and it hurts and it's uncomfortable and it's funky. But mm-hmm. in order to have any breakthrough, that, that's what it takes. And my, my question inside of that is, you know, let go. This is a funny thing I, I play with recently is let go to me is more of a concept uh, and it's one of those things that I understand conceptually, but I wonder how do you practice this? How do you practice the art of letting go tangible reality, 3D, if we will, in your everyday life such that you create space for love to let this unconditional love flow through you into your practices, into your into cyber yoga, into the people that you meet? How do you let that manifest? Excellent question. Well, I feel like uh, post ceremony, I feel like. Um, I'm getting a lot more, uh, I would say, uh, tests in this reality, people in situations, and, and especially through COVID. So it's, it's like I have to learn how to let go of like, my past. Like If somebody looked at me a wrong way or flipped me off, I'll have to let go of that anger because um, I, w- I, would, you know, I would remember to get angry or, or to get agitated by something. And I said, you know what? Like I understood to let go of the anger and the rage because I know that everybody's going through something. Everybody's going through their own, their, their own problems and their own struggles. And so it's, it's not about me, it's about what they're going through. So I learned how to let go of, you know, uh, being so fast to like, uh, to react. And so this is what I always showing me, how to let go of this, uh, these templates that I've, built for myself over these lifetimes and uh letting go man letting go of all that anger and i feel like i could just sit back and just not even i learned to accept people and not judge anybody because i know that everybody's on their own path and i can't you know i i can't judge them because you know what i was probably that person in another lifetime you know and so you know it's like, who am I to judge that person? Like they're on their path. So I do my best to just lead by example and still show love. Um, show love still. Like, hey, you know what? Be a better person. <laughs> Guy flips me up. Hey, man, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I wish you a beautiful day. And you see their face. They're like, what? Like, I just, it's, it's insane how people react uh, when you show them love. It changes the whole dynamic of everything. Like, when, when, you know, when you show love. 
because right now people need a lot more love now than ever. It's like, it's really sad and it hurts to see people have to stand away uh, six feet away from each other. Like just the fact that they're reprogramming our minds to be afraid of each other, it's terrible. It's terrible what they're doing. And so um, I want to make sure that I'm going to lead by example and still show love. You know, it's just like if a person wants to hug for me, I'm going to give them a hug. I don't, I don't care about COVID. I'm going to show them love. Okay. So what was that? that? Sorry, cut out. Yeah. No, I said, you know, I just mm. want to be the example. Lead by example. Okay. So I, I have two things inside of that. And the first is what I'm hearing instead of what you're saying is that letting go. Because again, for me, let go is still kind of like, it's conceptual. So for example, if I say, you know, how do you, uh, how do you build a, you know, build a sword back in the day? It's like, oh, you're going to take a sword, you're going to beat it with a hammer on an anvil. And you say like, okay, well, how are you going to let go? What I'm hearing and what you're saying is when you come to that experience is instead of what you might normally do, which is, you know, have a reaction or get angry. It's like you're observing yourself and, and bringing non-judgment. The actual practices, mm-hmm. when that thing comes up, that interaction comes up with that person, you see it and you bring love. Again, you tangibly by saying, I'm going to choose to observe this emotion, to observe this experience versus feed into it and fight fire with fire, but to really fight fire by not fighting, but just allow love to pass through by seeing it. Absolutely. A hundred percent accurate. Yes. That's okay. So, and then following that, you then proceeded to mention about, you know, with everything that's going on COVID, we're being programmed to be a certain way where you need to distance and keep six feet. And because I will be frank, like that topic, like that specific viewpoint that you have is very controversial. And I'm curious, uh, cause I personally, I don't know yes or no one way, one way or the other. I personally couldn't possibly even begin to mount to that, but I would imagine if somebody's listening, they're one of two things. Actually there's three. One, they're like me and they don't know. Mm-hmm. And their truth to their truth themselves that they don't really know they're curious. Then there's the person who's like, you're fucking wrong. You're full of shit. Where are you getting this from? And then there's someone like you who's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And from, you know, just from my own vantage point of like acknowledging all sides, I'm curious from your side, how does it get you to a point where you, what do you see that has you say, oh, well, this is, this is all facade. Like I'm going to continue to hug people because you know, the person who's on the other side, it's like, the hell's wrong with you? Like you're part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's half through experience through Aya and okay. half through research, Re- reading, reading and research. And uh, I came to my conclusion that I feel like this is just, uh, it's just uh, a way for control. And I feel like there's a lot of lying and a lot of, manipulation and there's agendas um but this is you know that's that's my uh opinion but you know i use logic and common sense but i really focus on studying a lot but then uh my experience is still like we have to keep our mm-hmm. vibrations strong high mentally and spiritually if we're living in this 3d matrix reality you have to make sure that you're Mental, physical, and spiritual is like cyber yoga status. Like it has to be like impenetrable. You have to be even more conscious, more spiritual, and more healthy mm. now more than ever because 
And I feel like if you're on and you have those those uh, checklists, I think you're good. But that's just that's just this that's my opinion. Because again, I'm using logic and common sense, and I don't know anybody in my circles that's died. And I really, you know, I'm I'm very uh, sympathetic for those that have passed through COVID. If if that's the case, but I'm hearing otherwise. I'm hearing other stories about what's happening in the hospitals. I'm hearing about you know when you're wearing mask, how you're not allowing your body to breathe in the you know breathe in natural germs and whatever bacteria because we are all that and if you're not breathing the way you're supposed to be breathing you're making yourself sick by wearing a mask all the time our body's not designed to wear a mask 24 7 so it's just again it's a combination of research extensive uh, research and then through ceremony and just knowing and feeling um, mm. this is where I am. Okay. So you've, you've done your research both in uh, the spiritual esoteric through your ceremony, as well as through your own, you know, deep dives into what is that's going on. And one of the things that you've found is that, and I've, I have heard this, this version where it says that, you know, us having masks, even though, uh, you know, uh, wearing the mask ourselves doesn't keep us from actually getting, as I understand, it just helps us from not giving it to somebody else, which, at first I didn't understand, but now I kind of, at least how I understand it is that in us doing that, then in theory, if we do have it, we're hosting it and there's no symptoms, then we can't pass it to somebody else. But what you're pointing at is that it really is just a, a way to control us. And I'm curious, what is your research showing you that has it be that, you know, the control needs to be had? Like, what is it? What is this? Uh, this uh, what's it like? What is the what is the puppet master doing behind the scenes that your research has shown you, or what are you what are you finding in it? Because, like I said, this is this is all new for me. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot psychological. Mm-hmm. Like, be away from the person. You're wearing a mask twenty four seven. You're not allowed to interact with family and friends. You're not allowed to go and be in social gatherings, but. Uh, the reason why we're here is to coexist as a collective. And now there's a way, I mean, first it was race and class and financial. <laughs> now it's the COVID situation. So from my perspective, it is not allowing humanity to flourish and be in its natural state. We're supposed to be with each other. We're supposed to interact with each other on so many levels, mental, physical, spiritual, biological. We're supposed to be interacting with each other. And now we're turning in like we're we're like and and now what's sad and what I'm seeing online and in person and that there's like a a civil war with people that are wearing masks and not wearing masks and it's like if anything uh, we should be coming together and helping to understand each other as a collective not fighting with each other that's just what I see and what I feel and I feel a lot of trauma bro like you know the other day I went to a gas station after seeing my family and I go to pump some you know uh, pump my gas and there's a there's a gas station attendant and the dude starts like crying bawling I'm like what's going on and I asked him I'm like I'm like hey bro like you know like um are you okay what's what's up and he told me that he just lost his father and that he wasn't able to take any days off because he had to be working 24-7 because of the COVID situation. 
and he didn't even have time to even process his father's death, bro. And the and and, and the pain that I felt from him, bro, is something that I can't even describe. Dude. And I felt like what's happening right now. There's a lot of pain. Is and this this situation is going to cause a lot of psychological trauma. That people aren't people aren't even going to be like aware of until five years from now deep psychological embedded trauma on so many levels so this is why i say like i'm going to do my best and you know do my part to represent love because i know that people need it more now than ever because we're not getting it from the government we're not getting it from our politicians and our and and, and the supposed leaders who are we getting it from we're not getting it from nobody so uh, I feel like, you know, I'm going to do my best to represent humanity by showing love and like compassion and understanding. Even though I'm going through my own cycles and my own trauma, and my own hurt, my pains, I'm still going to focus on showing love because I mm-hmm. feel like it's important. And this is what God is telling me. Everybody's suffering. One, one of the things that at least for me, one of my theories or ideas is that I actually personally thought that COVID was the universe, nature's own, own weird way of saying, all right, guys, it's time for a reset. It's time for us to, to go in and do the work that's needed and to, and to take. It could be that as well. It could mm-hmm. be that on many levels. There's many levels of situation. I'm sorry to cut you off, but there's many levels to what's happening. There's many levels. Okay. So on, you know, there, I'm sure there's an infinite number of, of theories and how and all of it revolves ultimately. I don't know. I know ultimately I, I know what I know for myself. And to me, it has been this weird way of being able to reflect and do more of that inner work. And for a lot of people, I know it's extremely tragic because they yeah. you know, possibly have lost somebody, probably have lost somebody that was really important to them. Yeah. And I guess, I guess the hard part is being able mm-hmm. to like you, like you're really pointing out, is to distinguish between what is fact, what is, what is not, and what is being spoon fed to us that is mm-hmm. actually, you know, actually toxic, and we don't even know. We're just taking it because that's what we do. Uh, we, we, ignorance is bliss, the, the old saying. But really, it, it, like you said, it could have the ramifications five years down the road. Ultimately, we won't know. But something that you said earlier, which I wanted to circle back around to, and now here it is, is I think that we can only do what we can do. At the end of the day, there, you can only do what you can do. You control what you can, let go of what you can't. And there's going to be plenty of theories that are out there. But what we can do is we can take care of ourselves and we can take care of the people around us and we can continue mm-hmm. to spread love. And you said something about uh, focusing on you know, really achieving cyber yoga level of you know, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health. And I'm just curious, what does that look like for you? Uh, for me, uh, Sab Yoga is not just like fancy tricks and transitions and movement and upgrade. I feel like it's more of a hmm. state of mind. Mind, And it's all my years of discipline in different fields of breakdancing, acrobatics, yoga, calisthenics, uh, movement, vocabulary, abstract dance. I feel like it's more of not allowing yourself to be confined to just one thing. And that's with mental, physical, and spiritual. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be a student and always going to be able to, um, 
except being upgraded by different things. Like you're always a student, never a master. So for me, it's like, that's what it is. Cyber is an action. It's, it's, it's an acronym. It's calisthenics, yoga, breakdance, evolution, revolution. Yoga is the base that binds it all together. It's a futuristic uh, um, spiritual practice that I just came up with because I felt like I was inspired by everything and, and my situation at the time. And at the same time, I'm into like the future and like technology and uh, progression. And I feel like we are um, spiritual machines. Like we are, you know, like the human body is advanced machine. It's advanced technology. It's, it's, it's machinery that was created by God. So I look at it as like, we're the highest form of uh, uh, technology on this planet. And so I just wanted to integrate all these elements into what that is. We, we are the technology, not the iPhones, not the quantum computers, not the Wi-Fi. No, it's like the human body is the most advanced technology. And this is why I say like, we're the spiritual machines. So yeah, so Sab Yoga is more of, of a, it's, a, it's a state of mind. Righteous compassion, consciousness, evolution, mental, physical, spiritual. Not just a fancy air baby or one arm. It's like that's just, <laughs> but that's, that's cool too, though. <laughs> is. Yeah, it's cool too. And so even that, like I'm getting downloads, I'm getting downloads of these concepts and ideas from something that's been around since the dawn of time. Like I'm just, I'm just listening to what God is telling me to do. Like, I feel like I'm getting a lot of downloads of ideas and concepts and it's like unlimited. And that's a lot of what Sab Yoga uh, vocabulary is, is that there are no limitations in what's possible. Like there's so many components and it's so intricate. Uh, and I feel like what I do, um, there are movements and there are poses that I do that emit um, vibrations. So, you, you know, I, I would say that there's some parts of my movement that I feel like it's almost like it would heal you if you look at it a certain way, like because it's, it's meditation movement. And this is the way I, I focus on um, my, my overall intentions is to inspire you and to heal you through movement, through my movement. Hmm. So it's not just all can do this pose this way, but I feel like it's a, it's, it's a frequency, a visual frequency of, uh, of like, of like health. I feel like, and I'm still like learning more about my practice as the day goes on. Like there's new things that I'm like rediscovering or like discovering that, that I'm like, oh my God, I can already upgrade. I was even telling me that I can upgrade my movements to another dimension, to another level. And so again, I'm just, I'm an open channel and I'm just receiving all the information and I'm just acting. It's like, God is saying, hey, here's a concept, here's a movement, here's whatever. You put it out there and show it to the world, and, and you know, and then show them that you know, or anything is possible if you put your mind to it. I'm just one of many. I'm one of many, but I'm doing my service to humanity by sharing and just listening to the Creator. God is saying, "Do this, okay? I'm going to do it." I get these ideas and downloads, okay? I put it out. That's interesting. I think I heard you say 
the word print. So in a way, it's like if in a in a way, like you are the superhuman, you're the supercomputer, you are the uh, the expression of cyber yoga. And what I think is cool is that, as I understand it, yoga is one of the most ancient of practices. And for you to also bring in the cyber aspect, this focus on the future, it's like this this yin yang of you know future focused and also rooted in the deep spiritual past, and then being able to, as you were saying, be a channel for the divine to speak through you and says, Hey, here it is. And you look at it, your screen, you're like, Oh yeah, cool. And you print it. And then the next thing, you know, we see the print on a, in the form of, you know, say an Instagram post. And it's in a way it, you know, what might show up for some people as an air baby ends up evoking this much deeper resonance with something that is much Thanks. like you're pointing out much deeper. It's, it's more than that 1%, but we see the 1% and then, perhaps when we are open and, and have the ability to receive it, we then begin to see more of that 99%. You said it perfectly, bro. And right now, as, as, you're, as you're talking to me, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because there's a feeling and sense of when I am executing these poses of movements, it has to be very precise. It's like a mathematical equation. You notice like there's certain angles and dimensions that are symmetrical. Like there's a math and science behind it. So I'm very in tune about that. It's very particular. I'm very conscious about every micro, every inch of every pose. Like everything has to be, um, it's a symphony. So it's not, I'm just, oh, I'm just doing it. Like there's, there's there's a deep conscious behind it. And as I said, it's still evolving. Like right now, me and my partner, um, my girlfriend, we uh, created something called New Sutras. And New Sutras is basically the New Sutras. And it's, it's a movement meditation technology for couples. It's for man, woman to repair and to reinstall love and connection, but on, on, on a more deeper level through movement and through spirituality. And like, even, even then, like we're both, you know, listening, getting downloads and still we're just listening and just being in tune and we're we're creating something i feel like we're just leading the blueprint and saying hey you know what here's a blueprint you guys find your own way but focus on what's going to help you and like make you thrive and and mine right now is in this lifetime is through movement meditation mm. cyber yoga and neo sutra new sutra is that correct okay Oh, with Neo? Yeah, New Sutra. Yeah, Neo Sutras is the name of our of our, of our, of our uh, company, but it means New Sutras, like New okay. Sutras. So it's based on like you know uh, sacred geometry, uh, uh, tantra, yoga. Um, it's <laughs> when you see it, you'll know right away. I don't know if you've seen our videos before. Um, I will show you one of my videos, but. This one video that we posted last March, we had posted on Instagram and on Facebook. On Facebook, it got like millions of views. And what got me was the comments. And people were saying that they couldn't describe in words how they felt, but they were like crying. And it was through the motions, it was through the geometry, it was through the technology. It's like, it's the information that we're translating through the screen to you that you felt on a cellular level. And this is why I feel like 
everything I do is very intentional. And what I feel right now in the fitness world, everything is like, oh, you got to push hard. You got to go until you can't go anywhere. And, you, and, 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 and then you end up hurting yourself. And so this is why I really want to focus on adding the, the spirituality aspect to what I'm doing with my fitness. Like, it's not just me just going hard until I can't do it anymore and I care something. No, it's like, it's, it's conscious, intelligent movement. It's conscious. I'm very precise on what I'm doing more now than ever. I was saying, you have to focus on really um, the intention of your movements, making sure that you're not hurting yourself, you're honoring yourself. Of course, you know, me being a B-boy for like 20 years, I was doing crazy shit. I was doing like, you know, jumping, you know, jumping the back of my head and, you know, uh, backflip, roll up to my elbow, you know, land on my elbow really hard to my face and, you know, <laughs> flipping off a wall, you know, landing on my all, like elbow, like doing dumb stuff, like was not even conscious of what I'm doing. Now it's flipped. Now I know exactly what I'm doing and there's intention behind it. Mm you and would you say that it's it's through this hyper it's like hyper awareness it seems right because you you have the 20 years as a b-boy uh plus probably like doing that type of work and and what i'm hearing is like really movement blended with spirituality is the medicine the smoothie <laughs> the medicine smoothie that you want to serve people is this this deeper conscious practice of knowing this is what I'm doing, but here's also what's happening inside of what I'm doing because it's, it's, I mean, you know, simpler example of what you're pointing at. I was working on a particular movement yesterday and I don't know the exact name of it, but at first I was trying to do it from the vantage point of, I just want to get this done because I saw somebody else get it done. And I think that I have the capacity mm -hmm. and I found myself getting my head about it. But mm -hmm. then as soon as I stopped and I was just like, how about I just be in the practice and just notice and observe and where is my, my weight shifting in relationship to my hands? What is my shoulders doing? The next thing I know, I felt like I entered like a, a mini state of flow. And to me, at least right now, I feel like flow is, I, I experience flow as being dan is dancing with God. It's, it's being in the yeah. ultimate state of receiving the, the space I believe flow is the space between intention and surrender between what I want, what I'm looking to achieve, but then surrendering it, as you said, letting go, surrendering it to God. And all of a sudden, what was this thing I was trying to force and get done and make it look good. And I kind of let that go. I was like, okay, what, if, how would I relate this, you know, to something else I was doing? I was like, wait a second, this is actually really similar to doing a handstand. And maybe the reason why I'm falling is because my weight is in the in the bottom part, my, the, you know, the, the lower part of my hand, which in mm. handstands, you know, like, that's where you don't want to be. Like mm. you want the weight, at least I think more towards your knuckles. You're, you're more expert than I am, but I always try to aim weight more towards the knuckle area of the hand. And when I had that shift, that tiny little shift, all of a sudden it started landing and I started having fun with it. And I was like, wait a second, this is about the journey. Like this is about the, the unraveling, the, the infinite, uh, the infinite game as you, if you will. And, and it sounds like with what you're doing, it's being able to create a space with this Neo Sutra that gives people the opportunity to find medicine, to find healing through a deeper practice. And it just so happens that movement is the vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Neo Sutra is just like you find this, uh, this, this, this uh, symphony with a partner. And it's, it's beautiful because you realize that there's a yin and yang, male and female energy. But once you find that connection, 
yeah, it's like, I, I just, I understand. And this is what I live by that movement hmm. is medicine. It's the most, it's like, it's medicine. Like, I can't say it any better than that. It's like, our bodies are designed to move. They're not designed to sit down, watch TV. They're designed to move, to, to run, to climb, to, to like uh, discover. I mean, the human body is so incredible if you really think about it. Like you can stretch your body. There's like, you can stretch muscles. You can like, there's so many things. What's, what's, you know, what is possible if you put your mind to it? Like, you know, for instance, like for me, like B-boy culture, I think is like the most advanced. Bro, like if you see like some of the stuff they're doing now, it's almost like superhuman. It's incredible. But at the same time, a lot of these uh, b-boys are premature in their bodies because they're just damaging themselves. But the level and the and the, and the skill set is so high. It's like it's like superhuman, dude. Like you think I'm crazy? Like there's there's b-boys right now that are like literally defying the laws of gravity, and it's only because of a mindset. And this is what I'm saying. This the like this is going back to the Sabiola mindset, which is the b-boy mindset there are no boundaries and no borders. Like there are no limits to what's possible. Like you have air flares, you have one-handed air flares. Now there's, now there's people going for double air flares. And I'm sure someone's going to crack the code. Someone's going to crack, crack the code because of the mind. Once the mind believes it's possible, that's it. And so that's it. Like, but at the same time, you have to be conscious about what you're doing towards that goal. Like, don't beat yourself up. Honor it. Take your time. Understand yourself. Know your body. Go through the process. Mm. That's, that's really great. And, you know, yeah. it's just like that story of, uh, they said that, you know, the four-minute mile was impossible. And it was it just was that way. I don't remember the exact dates or even who did it. But they said it was impossible. And then, you know, one person said, well, I'm going to go and beat that. And they ended up being the fir- being the first person to break sub four, I believe it was sub four minute mile. And then within the next like few years, there was, you know, over 10 people, multiple people, you know, tons and tons of people who ended up going on to break that record. Just like you said, it's like the power of belief. The second the mind believes that it can do it, it sees somebody has scaled that mountain. It's like, oh, I can do that. But to be the pioneer, to be the one who is really the one testing the boundaries, seems like that is where the real when we start tapping into something that's never been tapped in before, when we, mm. we go to the uncharted territories without a flashlight, without a roadmap, without mm-hmm. any prior knowledge or experience from anybody else. And <laughs> with a blindfold, just like kind of poking around the stick being like, I don't know what it's going to take, but with a, with, with a level of awareness and a committedness, yeah. you know, it's, it does become possible and someone will have ended up cracking that code. Exactly, man. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's, that, that's, that's the beauty. And it's like, I'm still, uh, sorry, I swear, like I heard like a, a fighter jet like two days ago. No, uh, last week I heard fighter jets screaming across the sky. Um, yeah, man, it's like, it's, it's incredible. And so what's, what I can say um, that I am happy and grateful about um, this whole COVID situation that allows me to really focus on my creativity because now 
I'm at home. So I'm like forced to be home and just, and to create, just to create, 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 and um, create and share. That's it, create and share. Like God has put me in the perfect position where I can be at home and do what I love and um, create and share. Mm. Man. And what would you say the product of your creativity and everything that you're wanting to put out into the world, obviously uh, new sutras is a big example of that, but what would you say you're at the, you know, you're sitting at the end of your life and you're really reviewing and reflecting. What would you like to say was the lasting message that you wanted to leave people with through those different expressions, through those different creative, you know, outlets? What's the last thing that I wanted to say to them? I'm sorry, that I want to... Yeah, so you're at the end of your life. You're reflecting on all of it. What would you imagine if you were to point a finger? You're at the end of your life. You're saying, uh, this was the lasting message I wanted people to get, right? Everything you did was pointing at this message. Uh, I think my last message would be like, you are God's creation. And you have to know that. So I feel like you have to honor yourself. Honor your temple. Because you're God's creation. And no matter what you're going through in your life, you got to realize that you are God's creation and everybody's special. And so... That's what I do what I want to do. I, I just want to show the mastery of um, the physiology, I mean, the, the body, like the human body, like what is possible. And it's just hard work and dedication and that you can do the same through your own art form. Um, whether a poet, musician, architect, whatever. I'm just one of the many um, sections of examples and just showing you that when you honor your craft and you cultivate it, um, the end product will always be of like mastery, elegance, and craftsmanship. You know, pretty long, but yeah, that's that's the that's what I would say. I would say just that you are God's creation mm. and know that, and really to like allow that expression to come through you to let to be the, the floor. You know, it's like. I have so many friends that are so talented and they just gave it mm -hmm. up, just let it go. And they, you know, they, they let the dark side take over them. It's like, it's so sad, you know? And, but I understand that it's their choice. Like nobody can, nobody can force you. Like you have the free will, you know, uh, God gives you free will to make the choice. But, you know, you have the option to choose what you want. And I feel like, if you have a gift, I feel like you should cultivate it and utilize it and share it. <laughs> That's why you have mm -hmm. it. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think it's something that we can all get on <laughs> get on board with. Is there's something miraculous about being able to share our gifts with the world? And if there's anything that any of us can really take from you know COVID, if it has us in a position where we have a little bit more free time, is to take that opportunity to 
to, to try something new, to play with our creative outlets, to allow the divine, to allow God to be expressed through us as we begin to wish wash back and forth with the paintbrush, you know, creating whatever it ends up being expressed. If people are wanting to get connected with you and, and hear more about what you're up to, what's a, what's a good way for them to get in touch, my friend? Awesome. Thank you. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Sabioga, YouTube at Sabioga. I'll be launching my website soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. And you can also follow me and my partner's uh, Instagram at Neo Sutras, N-E-O-S-U-T-R-A-S. And it's this um, partnership beauty, you male, female, or just love, like, you know, two, you know, two partners coming together, creating magic and beauty together. Um, through hardship, you know, like through hardship, you know, uh, things aren't always perfect, but if you can find a way to find the peace and clarity, uh, if you have a partner and to, uh, to make a beautiful space and create something dynamic with your partner, it's like, it's not, you're making love through movement without making love. That's basically what it is. Like when you see it, you'll know right away that this is, this is the way that we're supposed to be with each other. Um, that you're supposed to honor and cherish your partner and love them and respect them and understand them. Even when there's there's hardships at play, you still have to learn how to still show the empathy and love. And sometimes when it's not even easy, like that's the beauty of it. Like when it's not easy is when you have to do it even more. Because trust <laughs> me, it's not easy, bro. Like there's times I'm like, oh my girls have me crazy, but but you still have to show the love and the compassion and understanding that everybody has their own ways. And so that's where the love comes in and unconditional loving them, even when it's hard. Yeah. But, uh, follow me on Instagram, Sab Yoga, YouTube at Sab Yoga, uh, Website's coming out soon and Instagram at Brilliant. Neo Sutras. And, it, and I love that. It actually came full circle at the end that you, you mentioned the importance of unconditional love because that's really been a big theme of this entire conversation. And uh, I got one more for you, which is out of everything we've talked about, what is one thing that somebody can take away from this to practically start taking on, you know, developing that unconditional love for themselves and the people around them? I would say, I would say to go with them, but it's not so easy if you're not on that path and you have that awareness. Oh, man. I'm going to go back and do the, again to the most cliche thing that love is the answer. Okay. Um, because you could say, follow your highest truth but what if that person is not in the right mindset what if they're like a negative individual and they're following their truth so i'm gonna i'm gonna focus on saying that you gotta follow i would say love is the answer that's all this that's the only thing that comes to me love is the answer awesome hey man look i I appreciate you Thanks being here friend it's been a it's been an amazing conversation and i'm sure we'll have ones going forward and yeah, man, just the fact that you took time out of your life to be here is, is fun. Yeah, man. And I'm sorry about all the other situations, but I feel like it was perfect timing because uh, after ceremony, it was like perfect time to like put all this together because before we, we 
you know, we would have talked about some things, but I feel like this is the perfect timing now. And life has a way of presenting itself and puts you through situations and time schedules. And now this is the perfect time for us to chat. So for again, sure. thanks for having me. You know, it always unravels when it's supposed to divine yeah. timing, right? It doesn't necessarily happen when we wanted to, but it definitely happens as long as we're willing to show up. Exactly. And we can get more into the um, physical aesthetics in the future, hand balancing and all that, because I have so much oh, yeah. more to share on that as well. But for now, we did this one amazing. So yeah, man, again, uh, thanks for having me. I'm more than down and happy to uh, do another one and just focus on the fitness and the movement. So for again, sure. thanks. And for those of you... Heck yeah. And for those of you who are listening, I appreciate you taking the time to, to tune in to be a part of this journey with us. And as always, continue to find, follow, and live the truth within you. Follow the wolf within you. And just keep on loving, my friends. Hello. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in. If you got value out of this message, we would love it if you subscribed and shared it with your tribe so we can continue to share this message and this medicine with people all over the world. Much love and peace be with you.